GAA Allianz Football League Division 4 semi-finals. A step too far for young Carlo Side. Article by Kieran Murphy. The score, Loud, 1 goal and 23 points. Carlo, 1 goal and 15 points. After two wins and registering a 100% record in the league stages of the reduced competition, Carlo found this National Football League Division 4 semi-final a step too far at Netwatch Cullen Park on Saturday. Led by former Tyrone manager Mickey Hart, Louth were strong, fast and in hindsight now, only a performance far greater than they have produced in recent years would have seen Carlo win here. They took an early lead with a column Hulton point, while in defence a crisp tackle from John Murphy suggested Carlo were in no humour to take prisoners. Louth shrugged off these early setbacks and points from Kieran Downey, Connor Grimes and a free from Sam Mulroy helped them turn the game around. Two Hulton points levelled matters but a Bevan Duffy 14th minute point from distance restored the Louth lead which they would never lose again. Carlo struggled against a fast-moving Louth attack which started from deep with Liam Jackson, Kieran Keenan and Grimes all picking off points as the half progressed. The home side persevered with Paul Broderick and Hulton also raising white flags. The key movement of the half and possibly the game materialised on 31 minutes when Carlo struggled to cope with the runners and movement off the ball. Kieran Byrne ran through the middle and slipped the ball to the supporting Connor Grimes who punched home from close range. Leading one goal and 12 to 7 points at the interval, Louth were within sight of promotion to Division 3. A goal is a serious score in a game. It is worth more than three points and it lifts a team, said Mickey Hart, the loud manager afterwards. It is a bigger stretch for a team to get back. If the other team are scoring points, you aren't stealing a march on anybody. It's the goals which steals marches. Carlo could empathise with that comment. They made a valiant attempt to close the gap with a point apiece from Broderick and Jamie Clark early in the second half. Kieran Keenan minimised the damage as far as Louth were concerned with a punched effort which sailed over the crossbar. Substitute Declan Byrne and Broderick exchanged points while goal chances presented themselves at both ends. Against an eager defence, Broderick just couldn't convert the opportunity when space opened up for him. Just before that, Kieran Downey saw his efforts slide just wide with the Carlo keeper Kieran Cunningham doing enough to put him off. For Carlo, Josh Moore came forward and his point left five between them with just over 15 minutes to go. Loud reacted with two frees by Mulroy and from there the Wee County, despite the Carlo spirit, were effectively home. From a home perspective, Chris Blake and Dara Foley both pointed and when Broderick was fouled late on, Jamie Clark confidently converted the resultant penalty kick. There was still time for Downey and Broderick to exchange points, but at that stage, it was window dressing from both sides. On any day, a haul of 23 points is satisfying. Mickey Hart was happy too. It is wonderful when your team is creating chances. Even if they are not taking them, at least they are creating them. The worst game you can watch is if your team is not creating chances. I like to see players taking shots and creating opportunities. And the teams. Loud. Craig Lynch, Dan Corcoran, Dermot Campbell, Donald McKenney, Emmett Carlin, Niall Sharkey, Owen Callaghan, one point, Bevan Duffy, one point. 
Kieran Byrne, three points. Liam Jackson, two points. Sam Mulroy, six points, four from Freeze and a 45. Kieran Downey, four points. Kieran Keenan, three points. Connor Grimes, one goal and two points. Ryan Burns. The subs, Leonard Gray for Corcoran on half time. Declan Byrne, one point for Burns, 39 minutes. Darren Alley for Campbell, 45 minutes. Sean Marry for Duffy, 65 minutes. John Cutterbuck for Carolyn, 75 minutes. And the Carlo team, Kieran Cunningham, Liam Roberts, Shane Redmond, Sean Bambrick, Sean Gannon, John Murphy, Josh Moore, one point, Owen Ruth, Dara Foley, one point, Jordan Morrissey, Ross Dunphy, Jamie Clark, one goal and two points, the goal from a penalty, Connor Crowley, Paul Broderick, seven points, two from freeze, two from 45s, Colm Hulton, three points, and the subs, Chris Blake, one point for Dunphy on 42 minutes, Cormac Mullins for Crowley, 56 minutes. Jason Kane for Ruth, 56 minutes. Jordan Lowry for Bambrick, 60 minutes. The referee, Barry Tiernan from Dublin. Little Woods, Ireland, Camogie Division 3 semi-final. Carlo's brave second half comeback falls just short. Article by Ger McNally. The score, Armagh, 5 goals and 11 points. Carlo, 3 goals and 11 points. A second half dominated by Carlo wasn't enough for David O'Mahony's team to come back and claim a Division 3 final place after Armagh did just about enough damage in the first half to be sure of the win. Armagh led three goals and nine points to two points at half-time, but only managed four scores in the second half. However, two of these scores were goals, both of them avoidable from a Carlo point of view, and in the end, that was what separated the teams at the final whistle. Carlo will pinpoint different moments in the game that could have went differently, and they were unfortunate to be up against a goalkeeper in Kiri Devlin, who was in top form. But really, it is the whole first half that should be regretted. There was a strong wind in Ashburn, which certainly played a part, but the second half was much more like the Carlo team that we have seen throughout the league this season. The intensity and cohesion in attack that Carlo showed in the second half was missing in the first half, and an Armagh side, containing many of the team beaten in Croke Park by Carlo in 2016, were in the mood to make them pay. Sinead Kiernan's long-range shot dipped into the Carlo net in the sixth minute, and by the time that Kira Donnelly scored Armagh's second goal in the tenth minute, they led 2-6 to one point. Donnelly was a constant menace and added her second and Armagh's third goal in the 25th minute when she finished off a good team move. Carlo had shown almost nothing in attack apart from a couple of weaving Rachel Sawyer runs, but almost grabbed a lifeline in the last minute of the half, but Kira Quirk was denied by a brilliant save from Devlin. The change of ends brought a change in attitude for a revitalised Carlo. Eleanor Tracy uncharacteristically missed a couple of early frees, but Catherine Kavna and Eve Sinnott pointed, and then Sinnott scrambled home a goal from close range. When Catherine Kavna scored a second Carlo goal in the 46th minute to cut the lead to eight, hopes were rising of an unlikely comeback. However, with momentum building, a soft goal at the other end burst the Carlo balloon when Rachel Merry's cross squirmed over the line. Carlo's chances were reignited by superb scores from Sawyer and Kira Quirk in quick succession, and two Tracy points left just seven in it. 
Once again, though, just when the impossible was just about starting to look possible, Armagh found the Carlo net and put an end to those thoughts. Quirk did lash home an injury-time goal and Carlo had a late chance to cut the gap back to three points, but in the end, it was a game of what might have beens for David O'Mahony's team. The teams. Armagh, Kiri Devlin, Ashlyn Harvey, Nicola Woods, Stephanie Curry, Louise Toner, Emer Hayes, Gemma McCann, Shelley McArdle, Katie Convey, Laura Smith, two points, Leanne Donnelly, two points, Sinead Kiernan, one goal and one point, Colette McSorley, one goal and two points, Orla Murray, Kira Donnelly, two goals and four points, one from free, one from 45. The subs, Kira Hill for Toner, half time, Rachel Merry, one goal for Murray, 39 minutes, Orla Curry for Convey, 47 minutes, Ashleen McMahon for Smith, 53 minutes, Ellen Lavery for McCann, 58 minutes, Catherine Began for McSorley, second minute of injury time, Maeve Lenehan for Kiernan, fifth minute of injury time. Carlo, Chantel Kelly, Kiva Collins, Neve Canavan, Shannon Kavna, Emma Cody, Mairead O'Shea, Anna Breen, Kira Kavna, one point, Eleanor Tracy, three points, one from a free, one from a 45, Kiva Cody, Rachel Sawyer, one point, Ali Richisco, Eva Sinnott, one goal and one point, Kira Quirk, one goal and one point, Catherine Kavna, one goal and two points, and the subs, Breege Nolan for Collins on half time, Katie Gary Murphy for S. Kavna, 57 minutes. Ali Cushion, one point for Catherine Kavna, 57 minutes. Rachel Breen for Canavan, three minutes injury time. National Hurling League Division 2A, Round 5. Carlo round off league season in some style. Article by Kieran Murphy. The score Carlo, three goals and 25 points. Kerry, 14 points. Carlo finished off their Division 2A league campaign with a resounding victory over an opposition who have given them plenty of headaches in recent times. For the naive, this result might be interpreted as some sort of revenge for being dumped out of last year's Joe McDonough Cup down in Tralee. For the players, a win here is as far as it goes. Post-match comments centred on performance only, with not even a hint of any other agenda. What was satisfying for Carlo was their haul of 3 goals and 25 points to follow up on their total of 5 goals and 28 points last week against Meath. Amarty Kavanagh Free opened the scoring and for only a minute or two Kerry looked as if they were going to make a game of it when Mikey Boyle equalised from play. After that Carlo took over. Two points from play from John Michael Nolan and one each from Kevin MacDonald and Kavanagh set the tone. Nolan also tacked on a 16th minute goal when a movement from deep was finished with the big Nave Owen man taking a pass from Kavna and finding the net. Carlo looked confident in everything they did. On the surface everything they tried came off for them while Kerry were not even the colour of the side who usually turns out against the Barrowsiders. Even the arrival of the first water break didn't stem Carlo ambition. A one goal and six to two point lead was increased steadily all the way to half time where the home side led 2-12 to seven points. It was a magical 30 metre strike from Kavna five minutes before half time which produced the second Carlo goal. 
Credit to the Carlow keeper, Brian Tracy, who dispatched a long ball and caught the Kerry defence sleeping after Carlow had just conceded a Conor O'Keefe point themselves. Any notions of a Kerry revival were knocked on its head within 12 seconds of the restart when James Doyle ran from deep and drove the Schlitter over the Kerry crossbar at the O'Hanrahan end of the ground. Two Podrick Boyle points from play looked as if they could be a platform for some sort of kingdom revival. Carlo were having none of it, and while it was three Kavanagh frees which kept the distance between the teams, it shouldn't be forgotten it was the home runs which forced these concessions. Earlier in the half, Ted Joyce's point ensured all the Carlo starting forwards scored from play, which was a nice statistic in itself. While the points came in a steady fashion, John Michael Nolan almost got his second goal when put through by Kavanagh, but credit to the Kerry keeper, Darren Delaney, who saved. It was almost embarrassingly easy for Carlo. They could have scored three goals in the final quarter, but John Nolan was denied at the expense of a 65, while John Michael saw his point-blank effort stopped on the line by an alert Kerry cornerback, Sean Sheehan. It was only a matter of time before the third Carlo goal arrived. After so many good combinations, Chris Nolan went for broke this time when he ran at the Kerry defence. His speed opened up options for him. To pass or try himself. He backed his own ability and once again the Kerry defence was breached. And the teams. Carlo, Brian Tracy, Dion Wall, Paul Doyle, Michael Doyle, David English, Ger Cody, Tony Lawler, Paul Cody, Kevin MacDonald, two points, John Michael Nolan, one goal and three points, Ted Joyce, one point, James Doyle, one point, Marty Kavanagh, one goal and 14 points, 12 from freeze and one from a 65, John Nolan, two points, Chris Nolan, one goal and one point, the subs, Craig Wall for Joyce on 53 minutes, Jack Kavanagh for P. Cody, 55 minutes, Richard Cody for English, 59 minutes, Aaron Ammond for J. Nolan, 62 minutes. Gary Lawler, 1 point for C. Nolan, 67 minutes. The Kerry team, Darren Delaney, Fleur McCarthy, Evan Murphy, Sean Sheehan, Connor O'Keefe, 2 points, Jason Diggins, Michael Leanne, Paddy O'Connor, Daniel Casey, Brendan O'Leary, Shane Conway, 4 points from freeze, Brian Murphy, 1 point from sideline, Podrick Doyle, 4 points, 1 from a free, Mikey Boyle, two points, one from a free. Keen Hussey, the subs, James O'Connor for McCarthy at halftime. Owen Ross, one point for O'Leary, 51 minutes. Shane Nolan for Casey, 51 minutes. Donald Hunt for Leanne, 55 minutes. Nathan Gearan for O'Connor, 65 minutes. Colin Walsh for Hussey, 65 minutes. The referee, Nathan Wall from Cork. GAA Senior Football League Division 1 Round 1 Aero Oag Stage Stunning Second Half Comeback Article by Kieran Murphy The scores Aero Oag 2 goals and 11 points Palatine 2 goals and 8 points Over the half-time break, after playing their rivals off the park and leading 1 goal and 7 to 2 points at the interval Palatine must surely have felt a Senior Football League First Round Division 1 victory was in the bag at Porky Vrian on Friday evening. Why not? They were in total command. Of course, when it comes to championship, a win wouldn't have meant a toss, but a win would surely have generated a good feeling inside the panel. Now they have a lot to think about, and no matter what they say about league and championship being two different competitions, 
not winning after such a superior first-half display is damaging. Their goal came on 22 minutes when Palatine swooped, when a short kick-out went awry and Connor Reynolds fired home. Before that, Cahal O'Neill was buzzing at midfield, firing over three points in the first quarter. Then, Aeroog did what they have been doing for many years. They turned out for the second half unrecognisable from the side who played the opening 30 minutes. By the 45th minute, they had overturned their eight-point half-time deficit when Kyle O'Brien scored one goal and one point within a minute to put his side four points clear. Before that, Aeroog were irrepressible. Seconds after the restart, Adam Murphy pointed from play and added a free. With a selection of their inter-county players cheering them from the sideline, the Reds were in full flow. 18-year-old Adam McCarran converted a 39th-minute penalty and punched a point to turn the game on its head. The scores kept flowing and it took the water break to stop their momentum. With 11 minutes to go, the visitors got themselves back into the game when they hit Aeroog on the break and Andrew Keogh fired home. Before that, Gavin Healy had nailed a good point. From leading by five, Aeroog now held on to a slender one-point lead. They finished strongly and quenched the revival with a point from Dan Crotty, another youngster from the talent belt that keeps on rolling, while Adam Murphy also found the posts to cement the victory. The teams, Aeroog, Robbie Moore, Luke Fitzpatrick, Mark Fitzgerald, Benny Kavna, Lee Moore, Paul McElligot, Evan Kelly, Kelvin Chatton, Kyle O'Brien, one goal and one point, Reese Deneef, one point, Adam Murphy, four points, two from freeze, Cahill Kelly, Dermot Ruth, one point, James Carroll, one point from free, Derek Hayden, one point. The subs, Daniel Crotty, one point for Chatton at halftime, Adam McCarran, one goal and one point, goal from a penalty, for Carroll on halftime, James Ruth for C. Kelly on 47 minutes. The Palatine team, Craig Carney, Connor O'Doherty, Connor Hickson, Nerlin Kennedy, Sean Dermody, Jack Brennan, one point from a free, David Reid, Cahill O'Neill, three points, one from a free, Tommy Sheehan, Ian Kelly, Connor Reynolds, one goal, Gavin Healy, one goal, Andrew Keogh, two points, Jamie Kenny, two points, Padre Kelly. The subs, Niall Reid for I. Kelly, 44 minutes, the referee, Shamie Doyle. Senior Football League Division 1 Group 2 Tin Ryland win the Battle of the Blues. Article by Charlie Keegan. Tin Ryland, two goals and 12 points. O'Hanrahan's, four points. Two teams playing in blue and white, and it was the men of the hoops of Tin Ryland who bossed this game as they inflicted a 14-point victory over a listless O'Hanrahan side at this opening round Carlo SFL Division 1 Group 2 tie at the Blues grounds on Friday evening. The game, in ideal summer weather on a well-prepared pitch, was played on Tin Ryland's terms from the throw-in, and the final margin of victory in no way flattered them. Tin Ryland pressurised the Blues right from the start, with their patient possession pressing O'Hanrahan's into all-out defence. Once rightful forward Matthew O'Toole pointed his side in front on the sixth minute, Tin Ryland were on their way to victory. Dermot Walsh pointed a free, and brother Cormac emerged from a bout of inconclusive play to kick a superb point before the first water break, as they led three points to nil. Simon Doyle got the Blues on the board with a booming point out of open play in the 16th minute. 
but that proved to be a false dawn for the home side. Tin Ryland, with Connor Byrne and Cormac Walsh dominant at midfield, led six points to two at half-time. While Tin Ryland had loads of options in attack, the Blues had nobody in the full forward line when they did manage to break into the Tin Ryland half. It was inevitable they would break through for a goal, and it duly arrived on 41 minutes when Dermot Walsh did the donkey work in sending Brother Cormac through to find the net. At the second water break, Tin Ryland led 1-9 to 3 points to the good, and in boxing parlance, the Blues hadn't landed a blow. By that stage, the Blues' right full forward, Adam Doyle, was black-carded. Dermot Walsh struck for his side's second goal on 46 minutes, after he had held off the challenge of a couple of Blues defenders. The game finished with the visitors in total charge, and right half-back Niall Lowry joined the party with the final point of the game from open play. Four Tin Ryland players were making their senior football debuts, right full-back Mikey Byrne, left half-back Kean Nicol, centre-forward Connor Brennan and half-time substitute Dinny Farrell. All four newcomers acquitted themselves very well, and it was encouraging that the winners' scores were spread over eight players. If midfielders Byrne and Walsh ruled the roost, then Mikey Byrne, Cahill Gaffney, who made one mighty high catch in the first half, the outstanding Keelan Gaffney and the Walsh brothers were also in top form. It was a very satisfactory start for the management era of Galway native Steve O'Mara with Tin Ryland, but it was a black day for the Blues, outclassed on the night. The scorers Tin Ryland, D Walsh, one goal and three points, two from freeze, C Walsh, one goal and two points, C Brennan, two points, M O'Toole, R White, P Hennessy, D Farrell, N Lowry, one point each, O'Hanrahan scorers, L Walker, two points, one point from a free, S Doyle, M Davis, free, one point each. The teams, Tin Ryland, Kieran Byrne, Mikey Byrne, Cahill Gaffney, Connor Ryan, Niall Lowry, Keelan Gaffney, Kean Nicol, Connor Byrne, Cormac Walsh, Dermot Walsh, Connor Brennan, Peter Hennessy, Matthew O'Toole, Richard White, Ronan Curran. The subs, Dinny Farrell for O'Toole and half-time, Connor McGrath for Nicol, 35 minutes, Mark Lawler for White, 49 minutes. Mark Morrissey for K. Gaffney, 52 minutes. Podrick Townsend for D. Walsh, 55 minutes. O'Hanrahan's, Jamie Hennessy, Ger Sinnott, Kevin Power, Niall Cawley, Kieran Timmins, Owen O'Gorman, Dane Lyons, Jason Kenny, Simon Doyle, Harry Walker, Mark Davis, Jason Ayres, Adam Doyle, Graham Delaney, John Nangle. The subs, Milo Fian for Timmins, injured, the 11th minute. Lee Walker for Delaney on the 40 minutes. Chris Birmingham for Power, 44 minutes. Daniel Core for Walker, injured, 53 minutes. The referee, Billy Fanning from Ballon. GAA Senior Football League Division 1, Group 1. Goals galore for Clinical Kildavan Clonigal. Article by Ger McNally. The score, Kildavan Clonigal, 4 goals and 14 points. Old Lachlan, 15 points. The Kildavan Clonigal forward line enjoyed a profitable return to action last Thursday evening as the Intermediate Championship finalists recorded an impressive win in Old Lachlan. Apart from the two goals scored by midfielder Porrick Hickey, 
The rest of the Kildavan Clonigal tally was shared among their six starting forwards, with only one point of that 2.14 total coming from a free. There was slickness and incisiveness about their attacking play that O'Loughlin couldn't handle, nor match at the far end. In contrast, O'Loughlin were slow and laborious in their attacking play, and apart from a brief spell in the second half, were never able to string a run of consistent scores together. Perhaps it is the thoughts of an intermediate final in a little over seven weeks that sharpened the Kildavan Clonigal minds, but there's no doubt that they were a slicker outfit on the night, with both sides of course missing their county contingent. O'Loughlin started confidently and looked determined to take control of the game early on, but were shell-shocked by two Kildavan Clonigal goals inside the opening 20 minutes. The first came in the fifth minute, when Paul Kavner played the ball inside to Owen Roberts, who beat James Clark with a neat finish. That helped Clonigal Kildavan into a one-goal-and-one-point-to-three-point lead at the first water break, but they really picked it up a gear in the second quarter. The second goal in the 20th minute came as a result of the space that wing-forward Kavanagh was able to find inside the old Lachlan 45. He picked out Aidan Kelly, who in turn passed off for Porrick Hickey, and the midfielder did the rest. That goal had the effect of knocking old Lachlan's confidence, but also giving Kildavan Clonigal a huge boost, and they scored the next four points of the game, and eventually led two goals and eight to five points at half-time. Kildavan Clonigal sat back a little more in the second half and were content to protect their lead and try to hit Old Lachlan on the break. As a result, Old Lachlan saw more of the ball but weren't as ruthless with it as their opponents and they were only two points at either end through the third quarter. It was only in the final quarter that Old Lachlan looked like eating into the Kildavan Clonigal lead. They scored five of the next six points out of the water break, with Cahill Coughlin and Seamus Kinsla increasingly influential. Although Kildavan Clonigal still held a good lead, the game was much more competitive, and an old Lachlan goal at that stage of the game could have made things very interesting. Instead, the goals came at the other end of the pitch, as Kildavan Clonigal were able to utilise the space left by old Lachlan. Darrell Roberts and Porrick Hickey netted in injury time in clinical fashion as Kildavan Clonigal made a winning start to the season. The teams, Kildavan Clonigal, Ronan Brennan, Barry Hickey, Paul Kelly, Gavin Byrne, Donal Hickey, Philip Byrne, Liam McGill, Killian Redmond, Porrick Hickey, two goals, Daniel Murphy, one point, Owen Roberts, one goal and three points, Paul Kavanagh, two points, Darrell Roberts, one goal and four points. Aidan Kelly, two points. Paul Nolan, two points, one from a free. The subs, Ianson Ledger for D. Hickey on 42 minutes. The O'Loughlin team, James Clark, Jordan Kelly, Padraig Coughlin, three points. Michael Meany, Moan Moore, one point. Willie Minchin, John Ryan, Ian Atkinson, Shane Dooley, David Bambrick, Tyg Roach, two points. Liam Coughlin, Cahill Coughlin, 6 points, 4 from freeze. James Dowling, Seamus Kinsler, 3 points, 1 from a free. The subs, Garrod Foley, 1 point for Dowling, 9 minutes. Sean Taylor, 1 point for L. Coughlin, 39 minutes. Barry O'Brien for Ryan, 39 minutes. The referee, Billy Fanning.